Welcome once again to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. Today is September the 8th. Uh, you know, before I start and let you know what the show is about today, I just realized, well, actually, I realized something after I recorded yesterday's show. Um, I was so focused on the theme and what I was going to talk about that I forgot to ask you how your long weekend was. If you remember, obviously I didn't. I took Monday off because it's Labor Day here in the United States. But I hope you had a good long weekend. And I hope you didn't miss me too much on Monday. But I just launched into the topic and didn't even mention that yesterday. So I apologize uh, for my lack of consideration. Hey, today's a big day. Today is September 8th. And it's the day that the church typically or traditionally celebrates the birth of the Blessed Mother. We're going to talk about Mary today. Specifically, I'm going to share some of her words from Scripture. Um, Several years ago, I wrote a book called Listen to Your Blessed Mother, Mary's Words in Scripture. It was my second book, and um, I focused on Mary's words and her appearances in Scripture. I wanted to do a book on the Blessed Mother that could be enjoyed by Catholics, or non-Catholic Christians alike because it was rooted in Scripture. I just focused on the the, the scriptural appearances and words of Mary in the Bible, and uh, that's what the book's about. So maybe we'll, I think what we'll do is just share some of those words from the Blessed Mother, and I'll, and I'll give you some, some of my thoughts on them on this day in which on which we celebrate her birthday. And, uh, you know, the gospel from today's Mass, maybe I should read that as well. I should just read an excerpt from it. It it reminds us of an important fact, that this is how the birth of Jesus came about. And, and I'll read the particular line from the gospel. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's the genealogy of Jesus. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. And it was because the Blessed Mother, Mary, said yes and let the Holy Spirit work in her. And because of that, was born to us a Savior through her. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, without her, how could the plan have worked? You know, being that this was the plan, God worked out this plan. This is how the Savior was to be sent into the world. He needed a woman if he wanted the the Savior to be born of a woman. Mary was that woman, you know. So when you think about it, you take away Mary, and who knows? Who knows how the Savior would have come to us and when. You know, she could have said no. I used to give a talk many years ago. I haven't given it in a while, but it got, raised a lot of eyebrows. And the name of my talk was, What If Mary Said No? You know, she did have free will. She did have free will. And she could have said, Nah, it's not the right time. You know, and if she did, the Savior would have come at some point because if God was going to send a Savior, He was going to send a Savior, but who knows when? Mary said yes over 2,000 years ago, and because of that, we do have a Savior. So let's talk about her today. Let's celebrate her birthday, and and let's begin by talking to our Father in Heaven. If you would join me, let's get started. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and available for us right now. We're so grateful, Father, for all that you do for us, the fact that you are totally in control of our lives, the fact that you are always willing to listen when we come to you with our needs, the fact that you provide for our needs, the the fact that you sent us a Savior, the fact that you created Mary, 
through whom you sent us the Messiah. We're very grateful, Father. We ask you to accept all of our intentions this day. We ask that you provide for all of our spiritual and material needs. And Father, I ask that you send your Spirit upon me today because I have an important message to deliver, the message from you, and I don't want to mess it up. So please, Father, give me the words and please open all of our hearts and all of our minds to be receptive to the message that you have for us. Father in heaven, we ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for spending some time with me today. I had I saved you a chair, and I'm really glad you showed up, because it wouldn't be the same without you. My name is Gary Zimak. The name of this program, as you probably already know, is Following the Truth. For more information about all of my work, if you, the easiest thing to do is just go to followingthetruth.com. If you have not yet signed up for my daily email reflection called Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, I would encourage you to do so. You can do that at followingthetruth.com. Also, I am trying, you know, for, for a little while, I guess for actually longer than I realized, I've been a little negligent with posting on Twitter. I have a Twitter account, and uh, you can find out about that at followingthetruth.com. But, but I'm starting to post again to tweet. I guess that's the correct terminology. I'm starting to tweet more on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter and on Facebook as well, just head over to followingthetruth.com. You'll find out how you can do that. And, uh, you know, I, I try to stay connected. I try to do what I can to help you to draw closer to Christ and to give you hope. I mean, that's that's why I'm here. That's why I try to do what I do. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I can do programs like this and I can speak uh, around the country. It looks like things are going to start to pick up again for me now, praise the Lord, and uh, and also that I can write. So if you want to find out how to connect with me, followingthetruth.com is the place to go. All right, so I mentioned at the start of the, the program that traditionally September the 8th, which is today, is the day set aside by the church to celebrate the birth of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And uh, from the gospel of today's Mass, I just want to read this to you. This is from Luke's gospel, I'm sorry, it's from Matthew's gospel, beginning in chapter 1, and I I just want to read one excerpt, again, as I said at the beginning, the full gospel contains the genealogy of Jesus, starting from Abraham, working through all the various individuals, right down to Jesus, but this is what Matthew tells us, now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about, when his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. But before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. That's all I want to read to you for now. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. It happened because Mary said yes to God. When he asked her to become the mother of the Messiah, she said yes. The Holy Spirit was involved in Mary's pregnancy and enabling the Messiah to be placed, created, however, I don't know what the right terminology is, in Mary's womb, ultimately she would deliver the Savior of the world. Now, again, we could say that God could have chosen any number of ways to send the Messiah, and he could because he's God. 
God can literally do whatever he wants. But he chose to send the Messiah through a woman. That's the way he decided to do it. And, and, and because of that, right, because of that, he needed a woman because you can't have a woman deliver a baby without a woman. Mary was the one chosen for that role. She said yes. Now, as Catholics, and, and I feel this is important to mention because we do have people who are not Catholic who listen to this program. And even if you're Catholic, I want to make sure we all are on the same page because for years I didn't get this. We as Catholics do not worship Mary. She is not divine in any way. She is fully human. She is not divine. She is a creature. She was created by God. Now, the church teaches that because of Mary's importance, because she was chosen to be the the deliverer or the bearer of the Messiah, she was conceived without the stain of original sin. That's taught by the church. But she was human, and if we worship Mary, we are doing something very, very, very wrong. Mary is not to be worshipped. Mary is to be honored as the mother of Jesus. You know, and that's, that's important that we understand that. As Catholics, we've got to make sure we get that terminology right. We've got to make sure we understand it ourselves. Because I've heard some questionable comments from people, well-meaning people who really love the Blessed Mother. Yeah, go ahead and love the Blessed Mother. Jesus loved her, and he loves it when we love her. And it's really good to love her and to speak to her and ask her to pray for us and to intercede for us and to have conversations with her every day. That's good. To pray the rosary, excellent. But if we get to the point where we worship Mary and treat her as a divine being, then we're doing something really, really wrong, and it goes against all Catholic theology. And again, I just have to mention that to make sure we're all on the same page. So in, um, uh, when was it, 2013? Yeah, 2013, I'm looking at it right now. My second book was called Listen to Your Blessed Mother, Mary's Words and Scripture. Matt Swain from the Sunrise Morning Show was kind enough to write the foreword to the book. I wanted to write this book. I'll tell you how this book came about. My first book was A Warrior's Guide to the Bible, but the second book, I, I, I had... I had some problems with Mary. I, I accepted her. I, I didn't question Mary because I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. So Mary was very much a part of my upbringing. But I just didn't get her. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand why she why she's important. And, and I know that sounds kind of, it, it, it sounds kind of, um, I'm not, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but it just doesn't sound right when I say that I didn't understand. And this is when I'm going into full-time ministry, you know? And I, and I, I was growing in my relationship with Jesus. I understood the importance of Jesus. I surrendered my life to him. Um, but, but I didn't understand, like, once I did that, well, why do I need to get Mary involved in this process? So I prayed about it, and I listened to a lot of radio programs. I read a lot, and I understood that there was something I had to be missing because there was so much importance put on, placed on Mary by the church. So many people have written about her. Uh, the Pope at the time, St. John Paul II, loved the Blessed Mother. He talked about her frequently. Um, 
you, you know, and I, I needed to I needed to try to figure out why she was important. So I began to do a lot of research, and and I felt the Holy Spirit laying on my heart the idea to to write a book which focused on Mary's words and actions in Scripture. Because I wanted it to be, it was based on what I was discovering, you know, and I was maybe, you know, a a little ahead of what I was writing. I'd find some stuff out, I'd write about it. And, um, you know, it really helped me to understand the Blessed Mother. Now, I would speak to her. She helped me out on a number of occasions before the book was written. But there was still some confusion. Like, once I really got to know Jesus, I started to question. Like, okay, I, I want to understand. I know she's important, but why is she important? So that research led to this book. And I, I'm really proud of this book because it was my attempt to point, to open up the Bible and say, this is why Mary matters. So as, as I write in the book, she only spoke on four occasions in the Bible. But what she said is really important. So let's let's see how far we get with this. I have the book in my hand. I'm just going to look at some of her words and, and we'll maybe chat about them, okay? The first recorded words of Mary in the Bible are from Luke 134. How can this be since I have no relations with a man? This was her response to the angel Gabriel when he told Mary that she would... Um, she has been chosen to become the mother of the Messiah. How could this be? As I re- and, and the book goes into a lot more detail. I, I can't really go into too much detail, but I just want you to focus on those words. Simply, w- what this means, wh- what we can extract from this, if we're looking at it quickly, is Mary didn't fully understand the plan. It's been the opinion of many of the early church fathers. I know Archbishop Sheen had this opinion, as did St. John Paul II, that Mary had consecrated her life as a virgin. She, even though she was betrothed to Joseph, which would ultimately lead to a marriage, she apparently had made a decision, again, this is the opinion of the early church, that she would remain a a virgin. So that when the angel appeared to her and said, revealed this plan, that she's going to be, she's been chosen to become the mother of the Messiah. Mary said, how could this be? Not, I don't believe you, Mr. Angel. She said, how can this be? I don't understand. And you know, that is a great question for us to ask. There are a lot of things that happen in life that we just don't understand. It's okay to ask. It's okay to ask questions, not to doubt God, but to say, look, I, I want to really carry out what you want me to do in life. If you've got a plan for me, you're tell, I'm feeling I'm supposed to do something, but I don't get the details. Can you let me know how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to do? That's really what Mary was saying. How can this be? And the angel answered her. He said, now this is incredible, it's going to happen through the intervention or the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the pregnancy will be the result of the action of the Holy Spirit. Now, what about that makes any sense? At least to our human, fallible, imperfect minds. 
Nothing. It makes no sense. There's no precedent for this. But Mary, because of her strong faith, accepted the word of the angel and responded with her second words in Scripture. Recorded in Scripture, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. In other words, I'm God's servant. If you're telling me this is the plan, I don't need to know all the details. All I'm saying is that I am God's handmaid. Now, this is a two-part comment by Mary. The first part is, I am the handmaid of the Lord. In other words, whatever God tells me to do, I will do. The second part re- involves specifically this request to become the mother of the Savior. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. She follows it up by saying, May it be done to me according to your word. This specific thing that you're asking me, Angel Gabriel, count me in. Let's do it. Again, with the only details being revealed at this point, that it will be it will be it will come about through the, the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of details missing, and she was able to say, Whatever God wants me to do, I'm fine with it. This specific request, yes, I will do it. That's incredible. And we, we have such a great example of faith with with her with her yes. Um the next set of words from Mary comes when she went to visit her relative Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 47. And again, I'm going to just briefly highlight these. In the book, I do it, I do an entire chapter on each of her of her of her words. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I just want to mention probably the one confusing part in this. Um, in this, and by the way, this is this is part of her prayer, known as the Magnificat. When Elizabeth praised her and said, "You are blessed. Why? Why is the mother of my my Lord coming to visit me?" Mary turned and gave all the praise to the Lord. And she said that her spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now, you may say, and sometimes we'll get questioned by our non-Catholic Christian brothers and sisters about this. Well, this proves that Mary needed a Savior. And yes, she did receive need a Savior. However, the church has always taught that Mary was saved in advance, if you will, by what Christ did on the cross. So the fruit of his sacrifice on the cross was applied to Mary. And remember, we're talking about God, so he can do whatever he wants. Sometimes we we put God in a box. And we say, well, no, he can't do that. Well, God can do what he wants. What the church teaches is that the fruit of Christ's sacrifice was applied to Mary before she was conceived. So therefore, even though the sacrifice at Calvary had not happened when Mary was conceived, the event, the fruit of that event, which would take place, several decades later, was applied to Mary and she was therefore saved by her son prior to being conceived. I know, it's pretty deep. But yes, Mary did need a Savior. Don't let anybody trip you up on that. It is in the Scripture she needed a Savior, but she was saved in advance. Okay, let's continue on. For he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. You know, this is the mother of God. This is the the woman chosen for a very, very special mission. And she's saying how lowly she is. 
Behold, from now on, will all ages, ages call me blessed. That's why we call her the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's scriptural. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. See, again, she's praising the Lord, recognizing the great things He has done for her. This is a humble person. Mary was very humble. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear Him. This is a continuation of the Magnificat, Luke 1.50. She's recognizing the great things God has done for His people throughout the ages. And that's an important thing for us to imitate. That recognition of all that God has done, not just for His people, but for, for us individually in our lives. Luke 1, 51 through 53, He has shown might with His arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly, the hungry. He has filled with good things the rich. He has sent away empty. Again, that recognition of God's providing for the lowly, the people who can't do anything for themselves. That's us. I can't save myself. I can't make it to heaven on my own merits. I can only get there by virtue of the, the, the victory won for me by Christ on the cross. So that's the ultimate example of the Lord taking care of those who can help themselves. And that's what Mary is acknowledging there. She goes on, He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants forever. In other words, Mary is reminding us with these words that God is faithful. God's not going to desert us. The next uh, set of words, so that's the, we, we've seen two occasions where Mary spoke so far. The third occasion is at the uh, the incident known as the um, the um, finding in the temple, when Mary and Joseph temporarily lost Jesus, had to double back to Jerusalem and found him in the temple. Mary asks Jesus a question: "Son, why have you done this to us?" And and again, this is an example of a pro- example of the fact that Mary did not have all the answers. She was human, and God spoke to her through mysterious ways sometimes, little by little, through, through, uh, through circumstances. He gave her pieces of knowledge when she needed to know them, very similar to what we're going through. And, and, and I think what I want, I just want to leave that at the, you know, another example of the fact that she didn't know everything and she had to ask questions. And Jesus basically revealed to her at that point, that I need to be in my father's house. Mom, you have to get this. There's something special about me. You know, and his his divinity is becoming clearer to Mary. She's starting to get what this is going to mean for her as the mother of the Savior of the world. Then she says, continuing on, your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. And uh, that just goes to show you that they lost her. Uh, they lost the Savior. They couldn't find him. And they were, going, they were determined to seek him, to find him. They went doubled back, as I said, to Jerusalem in the temple. How about us? How many times do we lose Jesus in our lives? Are we, are we equally anxious and determined to find him, to get back into good graces with him, to connect with him? 
And the fourth and final time in the Bible where Mary spoke was at the wedding at Cana. We shift over to John's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 3. They have no wine. She didn't tell Jesus what to do when the wine ran out. She's just informing him of the facts. She, she had her eye on the wedding, as any good mother would do. She went to him and they said, she said they have no wine. And she was going to let him decide how to fix it. And her final recording, you know, I am obviously leaving out a lot of details, but in, in the book, Listen to Your Blessed Mother, I go into a lot more detail. Her final words, her final recorded words in Scripture, John chapter 2, verse 5, do whatever he tells you. And as I as I've, I firmly believe, and I've said this when I've spoken about her words, what else is there to say after she said that? Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever Jesus tells you. That is how you and me are going to make it to heaven if we do whatever Jesus tells us. So there you go. There, they are all the recorded words of Mary in Scripture. Now, in the book, I also go into all of the time, her actions as well when she doesn't speak. So if you want to find out what the Bible says about Mary, I recommend you pick up a copy of Listen to Your Blessed Mother by yours truly. You can find that. There's a link to it uh, on my website, followingthetruth.com. You can find it at Amazon. The publisher is Ligori Publications. So if you want to go to Ligori.org, you can get a copy of the book there. Uh, or you can write to me if you have any concerns, Gary at followingthetruth.com, and I'd be happy to point you in the direction of that book. So we're just about out of time, and if you haven't done so today, I would just encourage you to say happy birthday to the Blessed Mother and to thank her for all that she did. It wasn't easy. It was a very difficult assignment, but because she loved the Lord, and obviously was concerned about carrying forth this mission. So it's not just loving the Lord, it's loving people too, you and me. Because of all that, she said yes, even though it was not easy. That's what a good mother does. So I want to thank you for listening to the program. I, God willing, I plan to be back here tomorrow. I hope you'll join me on the program. Again, any questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com. Thanks for spending time here today. Hope you have a fantastic day. Hope all is going well in your life. I'm continuing to pray for you and for all of your needs. Uh, And if you would be so kind as to pray for me and my family, I would greatly appreciate that. If you wouldn't mind leaving a donation for my ministry, I I would really appreciate that too. Followingthetruth.com is the place to do that. Again, have a great night. Thank you for listening. And as we close... Let me just say happy birthday, blessed mother. God bless. See you next time.